Allah Ta'ala refers to this month also in the Quran Sharif. The ayat of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala refers to this month also in the Quran Sharif. The ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says that there are four months which are sacred. There are twelve months in the year, out of which four are sacred. Minha arba'atun hurum. And these sacred months are the months of Zul Qada, Zul Hijjah. Presently, now we have the month of Muharram with us, and then the month of Rajab. So Allah Ta'ala says these four months are sacred. Don't oppress yourself in these four months, don't commit any oppression against yourself. So, oppression against oneself is what? The greatest oppression in the The greatest oppression is shirk. And then every disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, sin is also oppression on oneself. Because this results in the difficulties and the negative consequences coming in this dunya on one and in the akhirat. So to commit that kind of act which brings about difficulties on somebody is zulm. Allah Ta'ala says, don't commit any oppression against yourself. Now does it mean that besides these four months, then a person does what he wants? Something that is prohibited, something Allah Ta'ala has made haram, is haram for all times. For every time of the year, every month of the year, every day of the year. So what does it mean, don't commit any oppression against yourself in these four months? That these four months have a higher position and a higher status than other months. So here a person has to be even more careful, even more conscious. Like the month of Ramadan, which is the greatest of all months. Apart from that, these four months are also very sacred and deserve extra care. A person, it's a month of Ramadan, he is now cautious now that certain things which he was habitual about too, but he says, not this month, not the Mubarak month of Ramadan. And then especially if it's the last ten nights, and it's one of the odd nights, and it's the 27th night, then many a person who was the whole of Ramadan also not conscious says, at least this night, I need to be very careful. That is the message Allah that is giving us. That even more care is required in these four months. And what will be the result of taking extra care in these months? That a person has shown some respect to the distinguishing signs of Allah Ta'ala. Because Allah Ta'ala says that these are very sacred months. And when a person shows this extra adab, extra respect, takes extra care, this becomes a means of him treading carefully in the months thereafter. This will become the means of that tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala coming in other parts of the year also. So this is one very great lesson that we get from here is that those things that are of sanctity, that Allah Ta'ala has given extra honor and respect, then we have to take extra care also. This was something which even the kuffar in the times of Dahiliyat, they even honored these months. When the Ashure Hurum would come, these four sacred months would come, all wars and fighting would stop completely. A person would see the murderer of his father. Somebody murdered his father, the murderer of his father will pass in front of him and he will just ignore it as if he didn't see him. 
and out of the month of Ashura Hurum, out of the Ashura Hurum, the sacred months, then he will be thirsting for his blood. But in this Mubarak, these Mubarak months, the person will just ignore it like nothing happened. This was the level of respect even they showed in Jahili at times. So Allah Ta'ala is affirming that this is very sacred. So maintain the sanctity. And this sanctity, when it will be maintained, it's showing extra adab. Allah Ta'ala says that the one who will respect the distinguishing signs of Islam, then this is something that is a sign of the iman of the heart. Taqwa al-qulub. It's a taqwa of the heart. So this is one lesson that we learn, that we should be giving extra care, extra attention to these Mubarak months, trying to devote ourselves more. And this month has very great virtues. In one hadith, Nabi Salaam says, that in the month of Muharram, any day a person fasts, each day's fast is equivalent to the fast of one month. One day's fast equivalent to the fast of one month. And then comes the 10th of Muharram, the day of Ashura. Before the month of Ramadan became compulsory fasting. It was this one day in the year that was first. And as Aisha says, that I never saw Nabi Islam giving virtue to the fasting of any day over another day, apart from the month of Ramadan obviously. That he sought the virtue of some day to such an extent, like he sought the virtue of the 10th of Muharram. In other words, the eagerness, the enthusiasm to acquire it. That this is something that cannot be allowed to pass by. With such eagerness, Nabi Salaam used to await, though the month of Ramadan, after that became compulsory, this was no more farz, it was nafil. But this has a very special virtue, which Nabi Salaam would await. And he even encourages the Sahaba Ikram, that you also fast on this day. So the Sahaba Ikram used to fast. Then comes that other great lesson. So this is something also we should try. That the, when the 10th Muharram that has an extra virtue, Nabi Islam says, the one who fasts on the 10th of Muharram, this is a compensation for the sins of the entire year that passed. Now this is something that we have been hearing about. Ramadan came and all the various virtues in it was one of the main things that repeated itself was the forgiveness of sins. Then the sixth fast of Shawwal, again so much of virtue, and one of the highlights of it is the forgiveness of sins. Then came Zul Hijjah, and the first ten nights and ten days, the special virtue, and then the ninth of Zul Hijjah, the day of Arafah, fasting on that day, compensation of the sins of the year before and the year after. Now comes the tenth of Muharram. What is this? All the time, this is the highlight of it. So it's very, very simple to understand it that any parent, how they like to see the child. Every parent likes to see the child clean. And especially if the father is now returning home after work, then the mother wants to make sure that the child is presentable and neat and clean. And if he's gone for a journey and he's coming back, then he'll be put into his, he'll be given a, though he was clean to, he'll be given a scrubsle. And be made to wear his best clothes also. So that he can look very clean, neat and presentable. So this is just a very simple example in terms of 
our limited concept of what is good, what is clean, what is presentable, what is neatness, that we regard this as important and we take care about it to keep our outsides clean, to keep ourselves presentable, but more important than the outside, though the outside being clean, being neat is very important. This is part of the Iman itself. At-Tuhuru Shatrul Iman and Nazafatu Min Al-Iman is also qualities of Iman. But more important than the outside is the inside. And Allah Ta'ala wants to see the inside of his bandhas clean all the time. Allah Ta'ala wants to see that the bandhas hearts are shining all the time. And repeatedly the occasions have been given. Clean yourself. That the person from morning to evening is getting caught up in so many things. And as time then passes, a person sometimes becomes oblivious as if nothing happened. The person cast some glance and carried on like nothing happened. He uttered some wrong word, he made some ghibat and carried on like, what happened? Nothing happened. Person hurt somebody's feelings and life carried on like as if nothing happened. And in this way, so many things carry on. A person said something which was a very terrible statement. Such a statement which in the Hadith Sharif Nabi Sallallahu says, sometimes a person utters a statement, he doesn't give any attention to it. Yahwi bihafi jahannam. But that statement takes him to the depths of Jahannam. A person makes those kinds of statements, a person does those kind of actions and thinks those kind of various evil thoughts, harbors various kinds of uh, melodies of the heart and things just continue like everything is fine. So Allah wa ta'ala has placed these various stops. Stop and take account. Check within clean yourself. Take advantage of these opportunities to scrub that heart. And these virtues had come that the sins of the past year are forgiven. This refers to the minor sins. What about the major sins? That a mumin and a major sin still on him? Not possible. It's not impossible that he can fall into a major sin. But he let it lie like that and he carried on. He didn't make Toba yet. Not possible, not in the sense that it doesn't happen or cannot happen, but not expected of a mu'min. He can fall, he can fall very hard. Allah Ta'ala forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us. But when a mu'min has slipped and fallen, then it doesn't behove of him to remain down there. He will wake up and start walking. He will wake up, wash himself and move on. So, when a person is concerned about having his minor sins forgiven by taking advantage of these opportunities, the 10th of Muharram has come, he's fasting, he's fasting on other occasions, he's keeping some nafil fast, he's making nafil namazes, he's making tilawat of the Quran Sharif. When he's concerned about all this, then he'll be even more concerned about making sincere toba from all the major sins. And that doesn't mean that he won't slip up again at all, that he'll become some farishta and angel. He start flying in the clouds. Insan is insan. Khuliqal insanu da'ifa. Insan has been created da'if and weak. But he doesn't intend to fall. He doesn't plan how he's going to fall. He doesn't climb up on the 50th floor and look down and say, when and how will I jump down here? 
he doesn't commit suicide. But he is insan, he can slip, he can fall. By mistake, by chance, in this moment of weakness, he can fall. But when he falls, then he will realize that this is not where I am supposed to be. And I mean, he'll immediately turn to Allah Ta'ala. And it makes sense here, Tawbah. He'll shed tears in front of Allah Ta'ala. So this is these occasions being given to us. That every parent with that limited amount of uh, compassion for the child and love that they have for the child, but they want to see the child always clean and neat and tidy and presentable. The love that any parent has for a child is no comparison and cannot be compared at all because as much as it will be, it is nothing compared to the infinite love of Allah Taala for His servants. So Allah Taala wants to see His servants clean. Allah Taala wants to see the hearts of His bandas shining. So Allah Taala has given these opportunities. Come back. Turn to Allah Taala. So the whole special virtue. Then the 10th of Muharram comes even more virtue. Get all the sins of the past year forgiven. So this is what these occasions have been given to us and the extra virtues have been given to us. We will turn to Allah Ta'ala again. As far as the fasting on the third of Muharram is concerned, when the Sahaba Ikram, Nabi Sallallahu advised them that they should fast. So they started fasting. Then they came to know that the Jews are fasting on this day. So they came to Nabi Islam and informed him that you asked us to fast. The Jews are also fasting. So what made them come and ask? If they are fasting and the Jews are fasting, that's a coincidence. Nothing to really take note about. Let them do what they're doing. We're not doing something because of them. We carry on with what we are doing. But they came and brought this and presented it to Rasulullah that we are fasting, they are also fasting. The reason was that this was so deeply ingrained in them. That khaiful Yahud that opposed the way of the Jews and Christians. The way of the Yahud and Nasara don't resemble it in any way. And this was so deeply ingrained that when they saw this outward resemblance, which was not any resemblance in reality, because they weren't doing it because of the Jews in any way, Nabi Islam gave the fazil and the virtue. But it just this coincidence too was too much to just leave it lying. So they came to present it. Is this in any way also regarded as resembling the Jews or following them in any way? So Nabi Islam inquired, why are the Jews fasting? So they replied, the Jews replied that we are fasting because Musa salam and the Bani Israel were saved on this day from Fir'aun. So as a form of Gratitude to Allah wa ta'ala. We fast on this day. Nabi Islam said, Nahnu wa bi Musa We are more closer to Musa Islam than you are and more worthy of doing something out of gratitude for his for him being saved than you are. Because we have a greater link to him. Yours is just lip service. Our link with him is a reality. All the Ambiya Ali Musalam. Every Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, we have total iman in. We will follow the Shariat of Rasulullah So nevertheless, Nabi Wasallam said, we will also carry on fasting. But he said to the Sahaba Ikram, Sumu Ashura wa Khaliful Yahud. Fast on the day of Ashura. But 
oppose the Jews. How will you oppose them? Sumu yawman qablahu aw yawman ba'da. Keep on fast before it or one fast after it as well. You will now be fasting two days. They fast one day. You've broken the outward resemblance also. To this extent. This is not restricted to just the day of Ashura. This is a lesson for life. That in everything we are to be avoiding any kind of resemblance with the Yahud, with the Nasara. In our day-to-day life, in the way we go about things, in our businesses, in our functions, in our dressing, in our appearance, in anything and everything, we make an effort to be totally distinct from them. Unfortunately, more than anything else, this is becoming very glaring in the form, in the aspect of dressing. The imitation of the Jews, the Yahud, the Nasara, they have gone to depths, obviously beyond imagination, sunken deep down beyond imagination. But the Ummah is unfortunately following in their footsteps towards immodesty, shamelessness, nudity and all the kinds of filth that they have already gone to in the name of freedom. If this is the name of freedom, that there will be no modesty left, there must be no shame left, there must be no haya left, there must be total lack of any kind of respect and anybody must do whatever their wishes, their wishes are, then if this is the name of freedom, then a thousand lanas on that kind of freedom. Then a million slaveries are better than that freedom. Because that is no freedom. That is a slavery of every sort. That a person has become the total slave of nafs and shaitan and a slave of everything and everything. Rather a person remains one slave of Allah, the slave of one Allah. So this is the lesson that we have been given here is that we don't follow in the footsteps of the Yahud Asara at all. We are totally distinct from them. This is a very, very important thing. This maintaining of identity. There's great hifazat in it. The person maintains identity. is distinctly a Muslim at all times, in all places. Wherever he is, he's traveling anywhere, wherever he is. He might be in a foreign land where nobody knows him also. But he is a distinctly visible Muslim. That itself is a great hifazat. And he is just one of the crowd that even where others know him too, he'll feel I can do what I want and get away. That itself becomes something that then opens the doorways for other bigger problems. So to maintain this identity at all times, wherever a person is, clearly distinctly that he is a follower of Rasulullah wasallam. Then the other virtue of the 10th of Muharram, Nabi wasallam gave great virtue of this day that man wassa'a ala iyalihi yawma ashura wassa'a allahu alayhi sanata kullaha aw kama qala nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the person who will be generous upon his family on the 10th of muharram allah tabaraka wa ta'ala will be generous upon him throughout the year generous upon him allah ta'ala will grant him barakat in his rizq Expand his risk, grant him barakat in what Allah has given. And when barakat comes, then whatever is there becomes a means of a person fulfilling his needs. That is what barakat is. It will fulfill his needs. And whatever the requirements are will all be comfortably met. 
And if there's no barakat, no matter how much it will be, there'll still be something that's short. So Nabi Sallallahu is saying the person will be generous. Generous doesn't mean a person goes out of his way beyond his means. Within his means, within his limits, he spends something extra on this day, on his family, in terms of the meal, in terms of other basic things. No need for a person to go out of his way for anything beyond his means or to go and buy gifts for everybody. But within his means, he spends something extra that itself is enough to attain the virtue of this day. So here again, there's so many lessons in all this. Right at the beginning, we learned the lesson of Adab. Now, all these occasions come, they come with many lessons in it for us. All these things are being revised, all these things are being refreshed. Lesson of Adab. That make Adab of these Mubarak months. These are very sacred months. And to the extent of the Adab, to that extent the person will gain. Ba Adab, Ba Naseeb. Be Adab, Be Naseeb. Person who has Adab, he will gain a lot. And the person who is without adab will be deprived. So, adab everything in deen. Adab for the months that are sacred. Adab for the Quran Sharif. Adab for the day of Jumu'ah. Adab for the month of Ramadan. Adab for the masjid. Adab for everything. Adab for our parents, for our elders. So this is a very, very fundamental lesson of deen. Then the lesson of constantly keeping ourselves clean. These occasions are the spring cleans. But it's giving us the lesson that keep ourselves clean all the time. Istighfar. Nabi Islam, in one, one gathering would make istighfar more than 70 times. The Sahaba say sometimes we would count 100 times. In one sitting, in one majlis, repeatedly Nabi Islam make istighfar. Allah's Nabi Islam, who's masoom, sinless, and he's making istighfar. So what amount of istighfar we should be making? So this lesson of keeping ourselves clean all the time. Allah Ta'ala wants us to be clean. And the main thing to be clean is the heart. Allah Ta'ala looks at the heart. And this is what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. Keep that heart clean. Keep it polished. So that's a lesson again. The day of Ashura has come is bringing along this lesson. Of keeping the heart polished and shined. And istighfar is a tremendous polish. While walking, while moving, keep the heart engaged every now and again in istighfar. From the depths of the heart. Person, some mistake he made, he said something out of turn. Engage the heart in istighfar a few times at least. Seven times, eleven times. From the depth of heart. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Immediately wash off that effect, whatever has come. Person, by mistake also misuse the eye. If his mistake is not a misuse, but he made a mistake, that mistaken glance also makes istighfar. Because that also has some unintended effect on the heart. So from the depth of the heart, even the tongue didn't move, the lips didn't move. From the depth of the heart, engage the heart in istighfar a few times. And with regret, with remorse, a person loses 50 rands, and then he realizes he had that 50 rand in his pocket, and now he's putting his hand in his pocket, and that Inshallah story that now everything is gone. Very famous, well-known incident. The person was going to buy one horse. So as he was passing by, he, as he was going along, he passed his friend. His friend asked him, where are you going? He said, I'm going to buy the horse. So he said, well, say, Inshallah, you're going to buy the horse. He said, I got the money in my pocket and the horse is being sold there. I'm going to buy the horse. What Inshallah are you talking about? So in any case, he went. Now he went, he did the deal. 
Now he put his hand in his pocket to take the money out. So somebody had lightened the burden for him. They had already taken it away. So now there's no money, so there's no horse. So he's walking again. As he came back walking past the same friend, so the friend asked him what happened. You were going to buy the horse. So he said, Inshallah, I was going to buy the horse. Then Inshallah, the seller sold the horse. And Inshallah, I put my hand in the pocket. And Inshallah, the thief had already stolen the money. So then Inshallah, came back walking without the horse. So now the Inshallah came everywhere where it was supposed to be said also. So this is the Quran Sharif is teaching us. وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَيَّشَاءَ اللَّهِ Don't say anything about the future that I will do this. But turn it to Allah Ta'ala, if Allah Ta'ala wills. And this is such a simple lesson. But this simple lesson is reaffirming our Iman. It's strengthening our Iman all the time. We can't do anything. We can't achieve anything. It'll only happen if Allah Ta'ala wills it. Inshallah, if Allah Ta'ala wills it. So, the thing that we were talking about is, where we diverted from, J. Adab, 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 the aspect of adab. So all these things we have to uh, keep in mind, the adab, then keeping our hearts clean, this istighfar, and shining that heart at all times, from the depth of our heart, there's no movement at that time also. But we clean that effect that has come even out of something unintentional, which also brings this effect. So that too, constantly cleaning the heart. And with remorse, we're talking about that remorse, that sometimes a person loses 50 rand. But there's a, 50 rand now is not such a huge sum. But that 50 rand also suddenly got lost, a person now is feeling something inside. There's a regret, there's a remorse. Why didn't I keep it properly? I should have put it in my wallet, I just kept it in my pocket. I wonder where it fell down. Now there is some regret, there is some remorse over it. So that remorse that we feel over that loss of that 50 rand, do we feel that remorse over having broken some command of Allah Ta'ala? Over having done something that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with? So to develop remorse, that regret, and make istighfar with that regret from the depth of the heart. This lesson of washing the heart. And then, this lesson of generosity. This generosity on our own families and the extended family. Al-Khalqu Iyalullah. The entire makhluk is the family of Allah Ta'ala. Not in the sense that we understand family, but this is the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. The underprivileged, the less fortunate. We spend something on them, whatever we can, to the extent we can. But this is something is as a, coming again as a lesson. This should be an ongoing thing. This should be something which is coming as a lesson that it should be ongoing. Generosity upon the makhluk of Allah wa ta'ala. This is a very great quality and sifat which was common in all the sahaba kiram the Ahlullah, the Tabi'een, Tabi Tabi'een, every era. We've discussed this not long ago. The many incidents of the Akabir of the Ummad. What kind of generosity they displayed. What kind of... Uh, preference they gave to others over themselves. They remained hungry themselves and fed others. They spent the last thing they had for others and remained starving themselves. So this aspect of generosity, within our, whatever we can, to the extent we can, but it should be an ongoing thing. So this is again a lesson that we are being taught on, on this occasion. The tip of Muharram, that a person also spends on the makhluk of Allah. Wa he starts off with those who are nearest and dearest to him.
Many a times, this too is something we overlook. That maybe the immediate family around the person, they, he will, his wife, his children, that he will take care of. But then sometimes we ignore those who are in the immediate family circle. And we will be helping and assisting people who are distant. Indeed, that too is great. That too is great. But there is a tartib. says, commence with those who are nearest to you. That this must go in that order, in that sequence. The one who is closest has a greater right. And then the one next in line. So everybody we will assist to the extent of need and the extent of our ability. But we also keep in mind that there is a responsibility that together the person's immediate family, there's an extended family. And the extended family has a greater right over those who are even further in relationship. So, many a times a person uh, feels that perhaps he, well, he's giving his own near and dear one, so there's no sawab in it. There's greater sawab. There's a sawab of giving somebody who is in need. There's a sawab of joining family ties. Of sila rahmi. It's a double reward. So this is something also to keep in mind that these are the lessons that we have been taught on many occasions. This occasion is also coming. It's bringing along these same great lessons and it is making us focus again to Allah wa ta'ala that this is our direction. This is our where we are heading to. All the other things in life will carry on, whatever needs are, whatever necessities are. But these occasions come to bring us back onto track. That where our focus is supposed to be. We'll do whatever the necessities of life are. Our jobs, our businesses, our professions, whatever our work is, we'll carry on with. Within the limits of Shariat and Deen. But that's not our focus in life. That's not our object in life. Our object is somewhere ahead. Therefore, we have been given this. Keep ourselves clean for our destination, for the meeting. We don't know when the meeting will come. When the parent is returning, the father is returning from journey, so the child is going to meet the father. So they want to keep the child totally clean. We have no idea when we'll meet Allah Ta'ala. When that moment will come, it might come suddenly. We'll keep ourselves clean to meet Isan. What about the time when we'll have to meet Rabbul Insan? When we'll have to meet Allah Ta'ala. So, this is this, these occasions Allah Ta'ala out of His grace is giving us. That we keep focusing towards our direction, where we are heading to. What is our object in life? What have we done for the preparation for that moment? Have we cleaned ourselves? Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah <laughs> 
محمد الرسول صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نوانه الله 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 كيسا بيارا نام هي عاشقو كامينا اور جام هي الله الله كيسا بيارا نام هي عاشقو كامينا اور جام هي آہراجز آسما حمدم نابود راز راغیر خدا محرم نابود آہراجز آسما حمدم نابود راز راغیر خدا محرم نابود الہی بندرا رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن الہی بندرا رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے سانی بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 
ரபீன் <laughs> غير خزايا ولا دام ولا بطونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله بره گنہگار ہے بره اختاکار ہے بره مجرم ہے يا الله سر سے پیر تک گناہوں میں ڈوبے ہوئے ہیں اله العالمين يا الله فوگ اول او می جائیں مارے سنجے الله اله العالمين يا الله وی یا الله ڈراؤننگ ہے الله دے او سنجے الله یا الله یو فوگیو اس الله اله العالمين میک اس کمپلیٹلی پن کلین یا الله اله العالمين يا الله میک او ہارٹ شائن یا الله اله العالمين يا الله گرانٹ اس توفیق اف ٹیکنگ دی مبارک دی ورچو اف مبارک ڈیز یا الله اله العالمين میک دی مینز اف او کمپلیٹ کلیننس الله اله العالمين میک دی مینز اف اس یا الله ریمین سٹفاسٹ اون دین یا الله اله العالمين يا الله سيف اس ام اول دی فتنہ فساد یا الله يا الله سيف اس یا الله سيف او فیملیز یا الله سيف او فرینڈز اینڈ ریلیٹیوز یا الله سيف دی انٹائر امت اف رسول الله صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم يا الله شو یو مغفرت اون دی امت یا الله يا الله فوگیو دی انٹائر امت اف رسول الله صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم يا الله ترو اوت دی ورلڈ ویور دی مسلم یا الله يا الله گیو ایچ ون عافیت یا الله Allah remove all the difficulties and hardships from the ummah ya Allah. Ilahul alamin our brothers and sisters are being massacred ya Allah. Ilahul alamin they are being mercilessly murdered ya Allah. Ilahul alamin have mercy on the ummah ya Allah. Ilahul alamin indeed this is a result of our ill deeds ya Allah. Ya Allah we acknowledging all our faults and mistakes and sins ya Allah. Ya Allah we are begging for your forgiveness ya Allah. Ilahul alamin shower down your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah. Ilahul alamin kuri ya Allah. Ya Allah the fires of anger ya Allah. Ilahul alamin ya Allah shower down your mercy ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of doing those a'mal that will bring down your rahmat and mercy ya Allah Ilahu alamin ya Allah keep us steadfast on sirat mustaqim ya Allah give us the tawfiq of following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us the love of the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara Ilahu alamin save us from the ways of the west ya Allah Ilahu alamin ya Allah give us this love of the sunnah ya Allah Ilahu alamin ya Allah you save guard us from all the evils ya Allah Ilahu alamin this very difficult time is awaiting us ya Allah Ilahu alamin this is facing us ya Allah Ilahu alamin only with your protection can we be saved ya Allah Ilahu alamin you protect us ya Allah protect our families ya Allah protect our children ya Allah protect our friends and relatives ya Allah protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
الہ العالمین یا اللہ آل دوز فلدر قبرز نور یا اللہ ہائی اسٹیجز آخرت یا اللہ الہ العالمین میک در کمپلیٹ مغفرت یا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ العالمین یا اللہ ٹھیک سن توبت النسوح یا اللہ اللہ ٹھیک سن کامل ایمان یا اللہ اللہ ٹھیک سن دائم دیٹ یو آر پلیز ود اس وی آر پلیز ود یو یا اللہ اللہ العالمین فل قبرز ود نور یا اللہ اللہ میک اور قبرز گارڈنز آف جنہ فاس یا اللہ اللہ گانڈس شفاعت آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس وداؤٹ اینی ریکننگ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین دوز فور پیرنٹس ہو الائیو یا اللہ گیو دم برکت ان در لائیو برکت ان در ہیلتھ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گیو دم کمپلیٹ شفاع ان عافیت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین گیو اس توفیق آف سرونگ ایم ان ٹیکنگ دی بلیسنگز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گرانڈس دی توفیق آف ٹیکنگ دی دعاز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ دوز آف پیرنٹس ہو پاسٹ آن یا اللہ فل در قبرز ود نور یا اللہ اللہ گیو دم دی ہائی اسٹیجز ان دی آخرت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گیو دم دی ہائی اسٹیجز ان دی آخرت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ آل ذو پرزنٹ یا اللہ یو ار دی نو آف دی انسین یا اللہ یا اللہ یو دی نو آف ایچ ونز ہارٹس اسپیریشنز یا اللہ یو ار دی نو آف ایچ ونز نیڈ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین فرام یور غیب یا اللہ فرام یور انسین ٹریز یا اللہ فلفل ایچ ونز نیڈز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین ریموو ایچ ونز ڈفیکلٹیز اینڈ ہارڈشپس یا اللہ اللہ العالمین آل دوز ہو گیو دم شفاء کاملہ عاجلہ مستمرہ دائمہ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین آل دوز ہو ان فائنینشل ڈفیکلٹیز یا اللہ ریموو دیر ڈفیکلٹیز ود ایز اینڈ عافیت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین دوز ہو وداؤٹ جابز یا اللہ وداؤٹ اینی مینز اف انکم یا اللہ گیو دم حلال اینڈ طیب رزق یا اللہ اللہ العالمین گرانڈ برکت ان وسسٹننس اینڈ رزق یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یونائٹ دی ہارٹس اف دی امت یا اللہ اللہ یونائٹ دی ہارٹس اف دی امت یا اللہ اللہ یونائٹ دی ہارٹس دی امت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین گرانڈ اس دی بیسٹ اف دنیا اینڈ دی بیسٹ اف آخرت یا اللہ اللہ العالمین سیو اس فرام ٹرائلز اینڈ ٹریبولیشنز یا اللہ اللہ وی ار ٹو ویک ٹو بی ٹیسٹڈ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین وی ڈو نوٹ ہیو دی ایبلٹی ٹو پاس دی ٹیسٹ آن اور اون یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یو سیو اس فرام دی ٹیسٹ یا اللہ اللہ وتھ آفیت ٹیک اس ٹو جنت یا اللہ وتھ آفیت ٹیک اس ٹو جنت یا اللہ اللہ سیو اس فرام دی ٹرائلز اینڈ ٹریبولیشنز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین سیو اس فرام دی ایکسٹرنل ٹرائلز یا اللہ سیو اس فرام دی ٹرائلز فرام دی ودن اور سیلز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ یو پروٹیکٹ اس اینڈ سیو گائیڈ اس یا اللہ اللہ العالمین آل دی گڈ دیٹ رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ایکٹ فور یا اللہ وی ار آلسو بیگنگ فار آل دیٹ گڈ یا اللہ وٹ ایور نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو پروٹیکشن فرام یا اللہ گرانٹ اس پروٹیکشن ایز ویل یا اللہ اللہم انا نسلک من خیر ما سالک منہ نبی و حبیبک سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه